This is Nicole. And this is Jean. And this is Daniel. And we are a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Hello, everyone. Um, So apologies for the last two episodes. They like the audio on my end was really bad. Um, But we're all ASMR today. You're literally crystal clear. Um, Crystal queer. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Daniel, for procuring this professional grade uh, microphone. I mean, we are, we are professionals. Yes. Yes, we are. In our hearts, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. I'm just on Filipino time too, so. We're like a mixed bag of DIY and a professional. (laughs) Yeah. And we're Mm well-rounded around the tummy and the booty. Um, so oh, wait, first, speaking of that, what? though, what? Crystal, Crystal Queer, uh-huh. what a great drag name. Ooh, <laughs> Insta. That is a good one. Right, does give me, like, Steven Universe vibes, oh, yeah. which they had Filipinos on there. They do. Yeah. We should do uh, yeah. an episode about that. Welcome to episode 90. Hello. Uh, a big, big old thank you to our five patrons <laughs> who uh, are doing the most. We love y'all. Um, and if you've signed, if you've subscribed to the Balak Bayan tier, you will be receiving something very soon. Ooh, so, don't miss out. I mean, if you want to upgrade your subscribe subscription status, it's like no pressure, but like still no pressure. <laughs> Do what you want. Some pressure for me. Just kidding. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> anyway, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash bruja baddies. Yay. Daniel. <laughs> oh, that's me. Sorry. Um, sorry. I was just reading through uh, our next part. It's a whole novel of fan mail. Woo. Wow, so much. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a lot. So please uh, bear with us. But also, thank you for sending us fan mail. We are popular. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, our first fan mail is from Christine. Uh, Christine says. I think listening to Bruja Baddies regularly, as you should, has given me a little more courage, but it's still terrifying when I push myself to speak up. Uh, emoji face. Hello. <laughs> emoji face. Um, I mean, t- TBH, um, when, I, when I first started listening to Bruja Baddies too, I, I got that feels, like those, like those feelings. So I was just like, Christine, we got you. Mm-hmm. We got you. Um, Second fan mail is from Gabe. Hey, BBs. Great episode. Thank you for sharing these stories. I was surprised how much I related. I guess I struggle, and um, Gabe put those in um, scare quotes, to (laughs) ask for help. But it's more like I just don't consider it as an option to begin with. That's kind of toxic, isn't it? Self-toxic. Am I close to something here? Toxic masculinity, being the eldest of four siblings. Oh my gosh, the Pagani problems, honestly. (laughs) Um, Family, intergenerational trauma, culture shock, Western idealism, independence, martyrdom, Catholic guilt, etc. All of those, yes, uh, all of the above. <laughs> I know we are not just entirely fruits of our circumstance. Oh my God, we're fruits. Oh my God, we're fruits. <laughs> um, I know we're not just entirely fruits of our circumstances, but I wonder how we can heal. Maybe it is better to live in strong communities, multi-generational homes, a village, a tribe. Everyone is engaged, accounted for, a place for people where help is offered or given more, or given before it is sought. Anyway, 
Again, thank you for the podcast. P.S. I am reminded of when a group of oil rig workers reduced incidents by 84% when they went through emotional counseling. Wait, I I also just saw this article. Mm-hmm. Wait, did did you send those to me? Um, yeah, so I sent it to you uh, with Gabe's um, uh, okay. fan mail. But yeah, we'll post the link in the on group the notes. Chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's an Who'd NPR. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll send it to y'all through our social meds and maybe even our about like buy and stuff. Ooh. Right. Um. It's an NPR article, so y'all know it's legit. Um. <laughs> a fan mail number three from anonymous mystery. Um. <laughs> Dear Jean and BB crew, just wanted to say bravo to you and the baddies for bringing cream on the show or creme if you're nasty. Um, in listening to Krem's story, uh, specifically com- compartmentalizing portions of her life, his life. Wait, mm-hmm. what pronouns does Krem use again? Right? Okay, so uh, compartly uh, portions of his life to protect his parents out of love really hit home for me. Uh, thank you for bringing Krem's uh, uh, story to the surface and looking forward and look forward listening to more episodes with Krem. You're all awesome. Thank you. And oh, also thank so you, Krem. Yeah, thanks, Krem. Um, and fan mail from another anon. We love DL people. Um, <laughs> I think from last week's episode when G oh, this is the part where um when Nicole was just like, Daniel, it's your turn. I was reading this because I felt read to filth. But you know what? That's okay. Um, I noticed last from last week's episode when Jean asked, when was a time that you asked for help without regret? A, Daniel's answer was more about asking help as he's helping others and not himself, which is, so in a sense, I did answer your question, um, but I understand the nuance of your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, Nicole avoided answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, any response? Avoidance, be my middle name. And also Daniel, you definitely are still avoiding. <laughs> so... Um, oh boy. Also, Anon is Heather. Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is Um, something special to be read by your spouse. Um, gosh, when was the time that I've asked for help without regret? I I will say it was probably the last time that we did these grad applications Mm. because um, I, I don't regret it. I didn't regret it in the moment either so yeah wow. what a segue um, to the last announcement daniel oh wait wait before that let me answer this question so, so <laughs> oh, okay. Heather, i mean anonymous leader um can uh can um you know like feel feel uh answered uh, <laughs> i was looking for a really good word there but i it guess like happen. challenge accepted yeah challenge yeah. accepted here we go um Actually, it was right after the episode about asking for help. Mm. Um, I sent a message to uh, one and only Jean Munson um, because I, yeah, I was have like I was stressing out for a good two months about um, <clears throat> about doing taxes because of like of new um, you know new changes in my life. Um, my partner and I are in a domestic relationship um, so that in Nevada, we have like, there's like a different set of rules and all that stuff. Um, I didn't, I couldn't understand financial speak. I didn't understand TurboTax. 
um, like what the article was saying. So then I just reached out to Jean because Jean mentioned that um, Koi um, helps people out with like tax stuff. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like why stay in like the limbo of like un- mm-hmm. uncertainty if I could just find help and ask for it. So I I went ahead and like asked Jean. Um, Koi was super, super nice. Also like that was the first time I met Koi. Yeah. Um, so he came over, helped me and my partner. Um, and it turned out to be super simple. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God. And both uh, my partner and I were just super, super um, appreciative and thankful. Um, in fact, today, one of my errands was turning in my taxes. <laughs> hey, we have growth here, y'all. Filipino no time, but it's done. It's yeah. done. Postmark before tax day. And our last fan mail um, announcement, fan mail? No, it's an Oh my God, this is new to me too. So yes, I am fan, I'm fanning. No, I, mm. I didn't know about this, but Jean and Nicole got into grad school. Oh my God. Get these classmates out of here. <laughs> We're going to be cohorts in short shorts. Super love short. That. I have them ready. Yeah, um, we, it's funny because we were just like joking about, oh, would it be cool if we like went to school together? Jean, <laughs> so Jean and I have never officially um, taken a class together, but Jean mm-hmm. would infiltrate um, Asian American courses um, at UNLV. So uh, shout out to those professors for letting Jean in. Yeah, letting thanks for letting me live my in. dreams and build my dreams yes. <laughs> to be classmates. <laughs> So future podcast Thank is you. a Bruja Baddies um, school counseling. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. Can we, we build a school? <laughs> hey, Listen, that's going to be another episode about our, our Bruja school. Okay. Yes. I'm here for. Yes. Um, um, so Thank hello. You. Welcome to class of 2022. Um, <laughs> let's check in. How are we doing y'all? I'll go. Okay, so um, last Sunday, I was, I think I was going to just go jog at the gym or whatnot. And I get a text message at 6am in the morning. I'm like, who the hell would text me? And it turns out one of my friends who I think is a huge like fashion icon of the nerd girl community was giving away her dresses and like, they're like Tatiana dresses they are like freaking expensive. And she's also plus size. So like, I wouldn't get there till maybe 11 or noon and no one had come to her garage sale. So I took like 30 dresses for 20 bucks and it was the best. Um, so I'm really, really excited that that happenstance. You're was... excited that the Las Vegas weebs, <laughs> the, the, the thick weebs didn't. Uh, yeah, beat me to it. Yeah. Um, lost. That way wow. Been. This is what the Hunger Games say that is the odds are in my favor. Um, And then, so our TV broke. So if you're asking about streaming uh, anything, it's not going to happen until my mom moves and we get her hand-me-down TV. So I'm okay with that because it's given me time to really sit down and finish this graphic novel. So I'm getting it done. So thanks, Broken TV. Look in the um, cup half full. So that's been my update. How about you, Nicole? What happened to your TV though? It just died. And we we actually inherited that TV. Okay. We just have to inherit things. That was from my mom's partner, Mayette. So, you know, we're just 
you know what that's great because it's like you're uh i don't know it's like it's great to have hand-me-downs hey i'm all about it um i might also have a second tv oh okay well more than one tv so so you just you just let you okay rich (laughs) no (laughs) there are like multiple hand-me-downs right yeah yeah um Oh, I made, I finished my box and wood shop class. So I finished all my woodworking classes. It's beautiful. And I've got my box right here that oh, I made. Cute. It's made out of sassafras, which I didn't know has like a, like when you cut into it, when you sand it, whatever, it has a very divine smell. Mm. Um, so I'm very, like, it's, it's just, I don't know if like sassafras is endangered or whatever, but it smells good to cut into. Um, and so it's sassafras and maple. And then I did a little inlay right there. You're in your detailing. Um, I had great teachers shout out Woditis. And so, um, so there's the box part and then you can see like the, um, this part is a mirror of that part. Like, oh, yeah. This would be so terrible for the listeners. Sorry, y'all. Um, we'll post <laughs> pictures. Um, but, and so I'm housing all these gross little gratitude and love notes that Heather and I gave to each other. Wow. It's like Aww. a family heirloom. <laughs> wow. Biscuit's going to be disgusted. Biscuit's like reading them with his paws. He doesn't <laughs> care. So that's, uh, that was, yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) So I finished that box. I finished all my woodworking classes. So um, I'm basically Babette Vila now. Wow. Not really. Um, (laughs) But I'm excited to do more work. Um, And then, uh, oh, I finally went roller skating, like out in public. (laughs) And it was really fun. Like, um, it was really amazing to see how my body had like taken to it because I Mm -hmm. didn't really roller skate as a young person. I like, I did not like rollerblading in the nineties. Um, but, uh, so our, my roller mentor, <laughs> Marcella, uh, took me out to, there's like an outdoor rink, I think at Anthem, um, and taught me how to do bubbles, which is like moving your wheels in and out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I also learned how to fall, which was like so meta. It's like um, learning how to be vulnerable with your body. Cause you know how we want to like seize up. That's how you get more injuries. And so it was a very good, like couple of hours, probably one because it was getting warm. (laughs) Um, And I'm not going to do a roller derby because um, I will cry if I get hit in the face, but (laughs) you have a beautiful face. I I would say, thank you. Thank you. Um, also like my teeth, I'm not trying to get my teeth knocked out. Um, but I think in like an alternate parallel universe, if I did do roller derby and if our alleged transnational hero wasn't such a heterosexist patriarch, mm. my derby name would definitely be Slammy Pacquiao. Okay, that's pretty like cool. That. Wow. All these personas out here. I love it. That's my check all right, D- Daniel. Um, yes. And then maybe our guest. Um. So, uh, quarter three was super, super long, nonstop from January until now. It's just back to back Romeo and Juliet for my class, and finally today, after a long week of PD, it's 
fucking spring break. <laughs> oh my god. Um, hence why I went on Filipino time today. I am again. I am. I am thankful that you're all patient and understanding. Um, so that's my first check in. Um, second check in. I sent packages as I said earlier. Um, to my to my uh family who's like they have a lot of birthdays in March and I just sent it right today <laughs> it is <laughs> it is almost mid-April <laughs> oops um and then lastly um and this is kind of like um eh, personal um but I just feel like I don't know like there's been a lull in like I feel like I'm in like the emotional doldrums. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not, I don't know. I mean, like I'm excited for a new job, excited about like um, our like summer trips, but I, I just feel like stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's bad. There's nothing negative. It's just stagnant, I guess. Well, thanks for sharing. I challenge you to sit yes. in that, to sit in that stagnant. Oh yeah. Well, that's the only thing I could do. Well, I hope you get super duper duper rest. um, Yes. In this time. So who else is on our special guest? Oh my gosh, it's our special guest, Samantha. Sam. Thanks for being so patient with us, Sam. Hello, everyone. Um, Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How's how have you been? I'm actually really happy that the weekend is right here. It's been a very long week, but I'm excited because this weekend I get to reconnect with two friends. Um, One tonight who I've known since kindergarten. She's in town because her little sister's here for the BTS concert. Okay. And (laughs) and she wants to hang out. And I was like, let's do it. So that's going to be exciting. And then tomorrow I get to hang out with one of my best friends from law school and do like a sit down where we just talk. And I just feel like I haven't made time for myself mm-hmm. to do that with friends. And so I'm really excited that I get to do it back to back. Well, yeah. best friend weekend. I know. Yes. It's so fun. <laughs> Not only Army Strong, <laughs> BTS Army Strong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I guess that's kind of like one of the cool things about living in Las Vegas that people want to come out here. And they mm, always come out because they, they want to see the strip. <laughs> mm-hmm. They want to see what events are here. And then like, maybe they want to see you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really nice. In that hierarchy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest. I know where I stand, you know, and I'm okay with that. Top three is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Sam. Who is Sam? Um, so Sam is a colleague of my Asawa mm-hmm. and is also our first uh, jurist baddie mm-hmm. on the show. Um, so I think the first time that we met was pre-COVID um, at the office. I was getting my <laughs> flu shot <laughs> and um, you came around the corner and um, I don't know about y'all, but like when I enter like a new space, I'm always like, okay, where, where are the people of color? Mm-hmm. or where where are the queer people mm-hmm. and in like no particular order. and like where where are the filipinos and so i'm like oh, boop. <laughs> there's sam <laughs> um and then i think the last time we saw each other was at desert breeze community center where you did a workshop um with heather and 
so if y'all weren't there, y'all really missed out. Cause we had a packed room Hey-oh. of family members. <laughs> it, really <laughs> was, it really was, um, it was, uh, Sam's partner, Sam's baby and my parents. <laughs> I love it. it. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good crowd. You know, it was the crowd that's going to give you the most, uh, critique. Yeah. <laughs> really depending on, is it compassionate critique or you know, Asian parent critique. <laughs> <laughs> what you choose from? But anyway, thank you so much for agreeing to be on here. Um, so I I reached out to to Sam because uh, at the end of that um, workshop, I said, oh, "Hey, do you want to be on this podcast?" It's like no big deal, whatever. We're uh, Bruja Betty's a Panay podcast to magically disappoint your parents, and you really that like really resonated with mm-hmm. you, and so I was like, "Okay." Let's let's chismis. Lego. Oh my god. So uh tell us um how you self-identify for the listeners. So I use the pronouns she. Um and I also and I don't and I should ask you guys this. When you check on forms, do you put Asian or do you put Pacific Islander? Because I chicken out and I just put Asian. So yes. I, what else is there? Um, I'm a mom too, which is like a really new identity for me. And I'm actually going to be a mom of two. Wow. Um, September. Yeah. Wow. I'm not ready, but <laughs> you know what? Like I'm getting older and you know, I, I appreciated having siblings because they brought me down to earth and, and, you know, I want to have that for my daughter. And then, you know, at the very end of this, I guess at some point I'm a lawyer too, but yep, that's who I am. Um, I, I'm just reading the, um, the little intro. Um, it says that you're also a pokey nerd. Can you speak on that a little bit more? Oh my God, I forgot to say that part, but yes, talk to us about your, uh, pokey nerddom. So I really like Pokemon, right? Like it came out, what, 2017? I don't even remember what it came out, but it came out when I was in Texas and I was just there for a visit. We were in Austin and like, I immediately got hooked <laughs> because it was, because it was right when it came out. And so everyone was just at this like weird ass park that I'd never been in. And everyone was just on their phone, like trying to catch the Pokemon. And I thought, because we were in Texas, it was like, shoot, I think it's called a Taurus. I don't know, but it's a big like buffalo with mm-hmm. horns. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, we're in Texas. This must be like a thing here. Like, let's let's catch as many as we can. And it literally like, and you know, I will say since having a child, I've been less inclined to do Pokemon. But before this child came, there's a good like three year, four year time span where I was just on it all the time partly nostalgia, mm-hmm. partly because it got me walking and getting my steps in. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it was the most wonderful thing. I love naming Pokemon. So chances are I may know the Pokemon name. I love the evolutions. I watch, because is it Netflix or Hulu? I think it's Netflix. Has a lot of the Pokemon cartoons on there mm-hmm. too. Oh, I'm such a nerd, but I love it. And you know, here's the thing too, like, my partner so supportive like at the height of my pokemon or pokey go pokemon go craze like they have these community days right where you mm-hmm. just get like a three hour time span and they just 
populate and spawn everywhere, I told my partner, I have to go to the park because there's so many Pokemon stops and there's going to be a lot of people. And my partner who did download it with me in Texas mm -hmm. was like, okay, well, I'm not into it, but I'll drop you off and I'll pick you up in three hours. That's and love. It is love. Mm -hmm. And my ass was like, I got my water bottle because it's like in the middle of summer. I got like my cold pack on my phone so that it doesn't overheat. Mm -hmm. And it was the most glorious three hours of not talking with anyone but yeah. also being there with a group and like doing so raids fun. and battles oh and he just like picked me up was like do you want to go to starbucks and i'm like oh i think you're the one like yeah. <laughs> that is so beautiful i, I like, love I appreciate it this person oh so much um, so yeah this makes me think what is everyone's favorite pokemon before we ask more of sam questions oh. do you have a favorite pokemon or top two. So I will, if I start, yes. one of my favorite Pokemons is um, Eevee. Mm -hmm. Because course. they can, so many ways that they can transform or evolve, right? And I don't know, just like, and then like when you're doing it yourself, like on the app, you don't know which one you'll get. You have like these cheats, but you can only use them one time. Mm. So Eevee, number one. Number two, I would say Snorlax. Yeah, Snorlax. <laughs> Mapping, eating is my jam. Yes. Daniel? Um, uh, my top two, number one. So I'm a Gen 3. Um, I started <laughs> oh my, my own God. game. Gen 3. Um, I love Mudkip. Oh, Mudkip. That my was kitty. my like my first starter ever. I mean, like I knew Gen 1 and Gen 2, but like Gen 3 was like, that's when I like got hooked. And then um, another Gen 3 Pokemon, Gardevoir. I gotta look that uh, up. She's psychic and it, it's she looks like a lady with a really flowing dress. How do you spell um, that? G-A-R-D-E-V-O-I-R. Oh, she looks way cool. Yeah. I oh, love she's a fairy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, we learned something new today <laughs> in the Sam episode. Um, yeah, I'm totally Snorlax camp, but I will say my favorite one I resonate with is Psyduck. Because uh, yes. I always am worried <laughs> with a headache. Uh, he has gene vibes. Uh, I don't go here. Okay, that's <laughs> I literally had to refer to my McDonald's Pokemon <laughs> wow. cards. Um, I mean, I do love Pikachu. Um, not Pikachu as a detective, though. <laughs> when I say a cab, mm. I also mean Pikachu. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I'm looking at Litten and okay, all moody, like yeah, um, so God, probably a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I could see and they look pretty cool. So love I'm it. down with them. But yeah, for sure, Snorlax. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Best Snorlax. powers ever. <laughs> um. Well. Go <laughs> Uh, going back from the segue, thank you, Samantha, for entertaining us. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Um, where are you from? Slash, where did you grow up? So I am from Long Beach, California. Wow. Um, yeah, I grew up there. It was, it was, it was weird. So I, right, my dad's in the Navy, right? So he was one of the ones from the Philippines, joined the Navy, came to America. My mom's nurse you know that's oh, weird right <laughs> sounds <So> weird. familiar <laughs> it's, it's 
it's basically the story of like maybe four other of my classmates in elementary mm-hmm. school but like I I've been in I was very lucky enough to just stay in Long Beach my whole entire life so I wasn't like we didn't move around a lot and so because of that like basically stayed in Long Beach did elementary school, high school. So I have a lot of friends actually that I know from kindergarten through 12th grade, which is nice. Um, And I grew up in a, let's see, working, working, working class, middle class kind of upbringing. Um, But the one nice thing is that like we, I was always around so many Filipinos. Mm -hmm which was also so kind of weird because I mean I loved I loved my time but I also felt like a little different from mm. everyone Ooh, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's, get, let's get into that let's peel back Excellent. the onions on that one mm. like I okay so I always felt different and like I didn't so I knew I didn't want to be a nurse right so everyone was like okay I'm gonna grow up I'm being a nurse and I was like I don't think so but also and this is gonna feel terrible saying this out loud but like it kind of felt like a coconut which is the weirdest thing because I didn't hang around a lot of white people until really like really college really college so this weird thing being like I'm around a lot of Filipinos I'm around a lot of first generation Filipinos um, but didn't really feel like I quite fit in but like everyone again super nice super generous everyone's been super nice to me which is why I have all these friends but yeah so it was kind of weird, like always different music. It always had to be different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. You almost said music. And so I, I meant to say this earlier that I, this is probably the longest conversation that we've had. And so all I knew about you is that you were into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a, a connoisseur of metal rock. Yes. <laughs> well, wow. yes. And, and, and yes. you got married on a mountain, but we'll, we'll go back to that. But, <laughs> So yeah, so that's kind of the weird thing, right? Because I, I will admit I'm super nice, very approachable, like, <laughs> but I really like, like dark, heavy music. <laughs> like, um, I'm a big fan of Nine Inch Nails. I'm a big fan of Hailstorm. Is like this band, like led by this awesome, strong woman who has like amazing vocals. It's very just like, and then when I, and I go to these festivals, not these, I go to one festival in particular called Aftershock. And it's like the one time where I get to feel like I can dress comfortably, which happens to be like dark clothes and my dark wow. morning. <laughs> but like, look, I mean, they can't see me, your listeners, but I'm wearing like a floral dress because like this is what I wear for work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like it kind of, it was funny too because it's like been like that since elementary school. Like you've been into this music? Well, it started off with like ska punk first. Mm-hmm. Like Long no Beach. Yeah, yes. Gateway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and so first it was like ska punk, and then it was emo. But it wasn't until I got older that I was like, "Oh, I need something deeper for my soul." <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so like I'm really into rock, classic rock too. Like, uh, such a big fan, which I think also got fostered when I went to college. So I went to college in Maine, completely wow. opposite, different. Wait, yeah, where in Maine? Uh, Bowdoin College. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like okay. 
kind of still south, so it was close to the New Hampshire border, um, but it was a like predominantly white, like upper class, like preppy school with like the double collars and the Patagonia sweaters. It's like mm. a Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's how I like really got into like classic rock. <laughs> that wow. was fun. And then also Supernatural, too, also got me into classic rock, too. So it's like a little bit of them. You're like a real-life Agretsuko, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't know who that is. Oh, my watch. You need to go watch your life story <laughs> on Netflix. San Rio yeah. character. My it's favorite. Just, no, is Agretsuko like a... Is she a fox or a red panda? She's a red panda. Okay. Is this the one where she's like into death metal and she's like, yes. I see, I tried to watch an episode and I think I fell asleep just because I, that's what I took. like, I already know this plot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like her. That's how yeah, I feel. That's cool. it's, it's funny. Cause like my in-laws will be like, Oh, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, black, like my soul. And they think I'm joking, but like, I'm kind of <laughs> not <laughs> like, you know, I'm wow. like black with like colorful flowers, but like mostly black. So, yeah. I mean, to be honest, you don't see a lot of Filipinos specifically in like goth Filipinos. Like, mm-hmm. where are y'all? <laughs> this is a PSA. We're 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 all we're all uh, we're uh, not necessarily fetishizing. We're no, just no, no. wondering. Just doing <laughs> some research. <laughs> We'd love to know your communities. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know what? Thank you for sharing the many onions that. Um, <laughs> pertain to you but uh many onion layers i would say um but that you're a great sample or example of the intersectionality right like of all these identities seen and unseen um heard and unheard in our community so we're yeah. truly not a monolith mm-hmm. just look at samantha sam, sam. <laughs> agret samantha um okay so you went to undergrad is was that undergrad it was on the east coast and then and then so I so the original plan because no one really knows about Bowdoin College except for people on the east coast the plan was to stay in the Boston area go find work Mm -hmm. but that didn't quite work out for me plus my dad got sick Mm -hmm. um so like it so I ended up moving back to California living with my parents which was interesting (laughs) what what did you study in undergrad I did uh I majored in sociology and minored in English yeah oh my god English what a radical can I just oh my gosh what okay so let's circle back what did your parents think about (laughs) your degree (laughs) okay so um so my college story is interesting so I okay I really went to the East Coast to get away from my parents. That was like my number one thing, right? I was like, ooh, bye-bye, I'm going. When I got there, I was like, oh no, I miss my community. I am the only brown, like I am one of a handful of Asians, one of a very even smaller handful of Filipinos. Um, Felt like major homesickness, which kind of affected my grades, which was also really weird because, you know, I'm so used to, I was so used to getting high grades. so I 
kind of was failing out of school and I was like, okay, I want to go home. Like, I want to go home. I want to reset. And my dad's like, no, you're not coming home. Like, we're not going to take you. You need to stay there and you need to just stick with it and just suck it up. Don't worry. I use that term on him all the time now because <laughs> I was, that was not, that is not what I'm ever going to do to my kid. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Stop the cycle. Yeah. yeah which is really hard, but I, it's going to happen. Um, so essentially I had to find like, well, one, I was already on the path to doing like an English major. So that was already in the works, but I needed to find, and this is going to sound terrible, something that I was interested in and wasn't hard, like a hard science or like math. And so I picked sociology only because like, I love the professors and it was amazing. Um, and honestly, my parents, mostly my dad was just happy that I graduated in four years. So because I had like reached out and was like, I wanna go home, I can't really do this. They were just happy that I graduated. Now, but also, it's also to point out that like sociology isn't easy. So it's, it's a different kind of hard. It is, yeah. a, it is a different kind of hard. And it's also like a way of like having to change how we thought and then like having to like actually have to like analyze things, which I'm not going to lie, probably helped me become like a better lawyer. Mm, right. Weird. But like it, it's, it is not though what my parents thought. Right. They, they wanted me to go into government and economics, which sound good. But like, if your heart's not in it, like there was no way I was going to pick up something that intense. So I said, this is what I'm doing. And, and like, I was lucky enough because I really liked it and I actually enjoyed it. And like, by the end of my college, like, you know, I passed, you know, <laughs> here I am. So I can't be too, I'm not, I try not to be too harsh on myself. Cause I, you know, I made, I did the best with what I could. And honestly, like I got experience like living on the East coast and like making friends from like so many different backgrounds and, and then enjoying the fact that like, or at least appreciating the fact that I was Filipino. Cause I, you know, like, like I said, back growing up, I felt different. I didn't really get into being Filipina. Just like, oh, this is just a thing. But then like being on the East Coast for four years, I kind of embraced it more, like embraced the food more, embraced like the culture and the dances. Mm. So, yeah. I'm, I'm learning so much, right? In terms of like the narrative that are universally our parents kind of think about, which is like just goddamn graduate you know what I mean like that's kind of like to them the bare minimum but for us it's like the fucking standard and then the second thing is the proximity of um identification right so like you're in California is a more saturated um Filipino area so um you know it was like hard to even find definition there and then you had kind of the entire experience to scoop with you to Maine and then it's like okay well this is where I'll fall back on the the, the memories and the, the social conditioning left over for that so it's like I think a lot of our listeners can relate with um how that how there's an ebb and flow to even identifying or finding use for this identity um yeah that's really interesting thank you for sharing yeah no I mean the one cool thing too so right? My dad's like, okay, you got to graduate. 
So he flew out a couple times and he was like trying to help me find my community too because mm. he couldn't be here. But there was like, like Bowdoin's a really small college campus and a really small town. But like on one of the main streets was this like tiny, like Asian sundry store run by like this Filipino. And she had, it's one of those like stores in the front restaurant in the back kind of deals. Mm -hmm. And my dad found her, made sure that we got connected. And she was kind of like my like auntie away from home. She'd be like, oh, like, do you want food? Oh, here's some food. Okay. You know, like, and I definitely would like buy stuff from her store, but then she'd like also give me food to take back, which was so sweet. Like, that's the one cool thing is my dad can make friends anywhere. Wow. And so he did that for me, which I appreciate. But the one thing that I regret, because she was married to a man who had offered to bring me moose hunting. No, I'm already afraid. Where, but I was also like, I don't know you as well as I know your wife. Mm -hmm. So I like, and also like, I've never really shot anything or witnessed anything like that. But then, but then, so I like passed on that. But then on my like senior year, driving to like one of the senior like, graduation events mm -hmm. totally passed by a moose that was standing on the side of the road and those fuckers are huge Ginormous. fucking huge yeah. they're like two adults standing on each other and I was like oh like I'm so glad that I like passed on this hunting opportunity because I don't know what I would have done if I was that close no. in person yeah. to a fucking moose also, so yeah sounds like the beginning of an episode of like forensic files <laughs> Of like oh lone God, Filipina, God. like in undergrad, like yeah, you know. We're it. glad you dodged that bullet, Thank for you. Real. Um, literally, literally and <laughs> metaphorically. Um, wow, I mean, like, I think that's such a um, such a testimony of love for your dad to just be like, let me scope the area for community. I mean, that's a lot of work, and you know what though this. And I think we talked about this in an earlier season episode of just like asking if you're Filipino um, is a common practice among our, our parents' generation and stuff. And um, so it, it was of good use in this situation. Yeah, it definitely was. Also, shout out to that Tita for really like mm -hmm. keeping, you, keeping you fed. Cause like where besides her shop, like where would you have gone? nowhere nowhere I mean unless like I went to Boston or like some like big town like outside of Maine but not not anywhere so it was either like her store or like my mom sending me stuff from home so wow I that's survival I feel like it also goes to show that like Filipinos are literally everywhere yeah yep everywhere so don't forget it non-Filipino listeners <laughs> <laughs> we're everywhere <laughs> Where do you think you get like cool um, words like boondocks? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Time to place those receipts. So, okay. So you came back because your dad uh, got sick and then, um, yeah, go on from there. Oh, yeah. So I came back and it was like, like around the recession, which for me was fine because I was like at home anyway. Um, so I decided to work at a restaurant because I had never worked at a restaurant before. And then because I had just graduated in the back of my mind, I kind of thought that I wanted to be a lawyer, but I also had my parents telling me it. So I was kind of mm. like fighting against the idea of what my parents wanted. 
so I ended up going to paralegal school at the same time to get a certificate and that like certificate was less than two years and so for however long that program was I was a waitress at the Cheesecake Factory okay wow near Disneyland okay even busy that's busy yeah it was it was awesome and the fact is that I came in with the restaurant opening and so I was able to get a waitress job or a server Mm. job without any experience because there wasn't like yeah because they asked me like what do you want to be and I knew that they weren't going to give me the server job so I said okay I want to be hostess and they were like okay and I sat down with the general manager and he's like okay you put down these two things what do you want to do and I said fuck it like I'm going to tell him what I really want and I was like I want to be a server and he's like boom you're a server so awesome (laughs) and it was fun because I got to meet so many people who were from different countries um also got to like take home half-priced food which was Mm -hmm. nice nice what a perk such a good perk and then after that when I graduated from my program I was a paralegal for about two or three years I think Mm -hmm. I think that that might be right at a firm in LA decided for whatever reason that this okay I could do this I'm gonna be a lawyer (laughs) so dumb whoever's thinking of being a lawyer right now don't do it (laughs) or if you can do it get a scholarship because it's not worth the tuition that you're going to accumulate I'm not gonna lie I'm just gonna let you know this don't be a lawyer anyway that's what I tell this is what I'm I'm glad that you said that Mm -hmm. because it I think that brings like some weight to it Mm -hmm. because as someone who has dated many (laughs) um or law students um that like I can't like I can only say as like someone who has uh seen someone go through Mm -hmm. it um like I don't I don't know uh the mental toll on top of your tuition fees is um it's violent to your soul but I mean right yes I that you what you just said resonates with me so much because it is it like and and it's not even like law school it's just Mm. like being a lawyer like law school I actually enjoyed it it was fun it was also a chance for me to redeem myself academically just Mm -hmm. because I didn't do well in undergrad I was like I'm gonna do well in law school Again, that like bit me in the butt because I was able to get a good job out of law school, <laughs> which we talk about because this is how we disappoint our uh, parents legally anyway. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like I did law school. I ended up going, that's why I'm here in Las Vegas now. Like I got into law school here in Las Vegas because um, it was a public institution that was willing to match scholarship offers and the admissions person was like, this is how you can get in-state tuition if you do this, this, and this. So like, they really worked with me. Um, did law school for four years. So I did that part-time. Um, so uh, the last three years, the first three years, I was working as a paralegal for the same firm, but they had a Las Vegas office. So that was really nice. And then the last year ended up working at an insurance company as their law clerk and working there until they offered me a job. Spoiler alert, wow. I'm not with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess that was kind of serendipitous that like 
you uh, I don't know like your journey seems like like it should make sense Mm-hmm. It should, right? It should make sense. And my parents should be happy. And at one point they were very happy. Um, Cause you know, I, like I said, I did well in law school just to like prove myself, you know, a point. And because, so I was doing insurance defense as a paralegal. So I was helping attorneys prepare for their trial. It's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so that's what I thought I wanted to do because that's the only thing that I had been exposed to. And because I could help attorneys on their work, I figured I could do it myself. Mm. So here I go, come out of law school, get this awesome job with this like insurance company that I absolutely, and this sounds weird, but I did look up to them because they like have really good policies. They cover a lot. Um, I'm not going to name them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they, you know, and they really did treat me well, but like there was something that's so different from being a support staff to an attorney mm-hmm. that I wasn't prepared for, right? And my parents couldn't help me because I don't think they'd ever been in that position with like so much, at least for me, perceived like not power, but a lot, you know, like I felt like there's a lot riding on it. And I just didn't, I was not prepared. I was not prepared mentally. And I don't think I had enough people around me to also warn me about this. So like when I got in it, Ooh, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So my first like year or two as an attorney was kind of rocky, at least for me mentally. Like I was doing the work, I was being told I was doing a good job, but like the imposter syndrome was really strong at that mm-hmm. point. So, yeah. Well, okay. So you went to Boyd. Yes. Um, so is there like a Filipino attorney community? out here you know I think there is well I don't know so I I don't know I don't know I mean I could google that but yeah you probably (laughs) there is there is a Asian bar association right so and like they're super supportive everyone like everyone that I meet it's just I think personally having been an evening student and having like like I I guess maybe that was it too with like I wasn't like your traditional law student like I wasn't going there spending all my time there like I had a life outside I had a career career outside um, things that were important to me so I never like fully delved into like the legal community and never really made the connections Mm -hmm. but I didn't think I needed to because that's not really something you know that I thought I needed that's so interesting I'm gonna have to we'll leave this or I'm I'm gonna come back to that like um Mm -hmm maybe like an extras or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of gaps in like knowledge here and, you know, in terms of like support or not support, uh, culture of academia in this field. Um, and even I love your transparency about like, what is really behind the veil and the glamour of white collar jobs, white collar jobs. Right. So, um, yeah, I, and I think that, that, that kind of, thought can be applied to any of the things that our parents kind of um, encourage us to, right? They're like, nursing makes this much money, but what's on the other side of that, right? Like, what is, what is, what do we put our minds and bodies through in order for prestige in this country? And so um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, because it's, 
it's crazy, right? Like, cause it got to the point where my parents were so proud. They're like, oh, we have a trial attorney in mm-hmm. our family. Like, oh, this is our, and that was the weird thing too that always never sat well with me is like my accomplishments were their accomplishments. Yeah, that's, and I'm just, you know, and, and part of me too, also different from undergrad is I decided to take on my student loans myself. Cause I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to be my way to account for this, right? Like mm-hmm. I better pass, I better become an attorney and I better make a lot of money. That's dumb, mm-hmm. <laughs> super dumb. Making a lot of money is a farce. Mm-hmm. I, it literally is golden handcuffs is what I ended up yeah. calling my first job mm. because, and I here, I will say I was lucky enough to like, I'm not a complicated person. I'm very simple. I had a roof over my head. Yeah. I had a car that was working. Like I never like up my lifestyle to match the salary I was making. Mm-hmm. Cause if I had, it would have been so much harder to leave that job yeah so you know when you start out in your career don't automatically upgrade your lifestyle because you don't know like how you're going to feel six months down the road a year down the road because honestly had I bought a house I would I would have made it work but Mm -hmm. I know my soul inside would have been dying Mm -hmm. you know and I would have been like yeah and like I would have like those therapy bills would be really high because they would get me through life right mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not there anymore so yeah so many good tips so many good tips out here I yeah, mean would you rather pay for therapy than like um I don't know I guess a Tesla or something <laughs> like um to be right. stuck in a career that you don't necessarily love um and then pay the the car note and the therapy or right. do you just rather pay for the therapy but there's exactly there's so many people in our community who do this you know my mom was talking about um one of her friends who took a, a shittier time shift for being a nurse and she bought like a tesla the next day and this this exact thing that you're telling right because it's just like to compensate for the fact that there's a shitty part to this decision is to compensate with like wealth and you know um yeah. Wow. I'm just. <laughs> Wait, I, I have a question for the table. Do you think that like the, gen- the generations, like the current generation of Filipinos um, is getting like trying to like get a, uh, get away as much as possible from that like idea of prestige now? Um, I, I, this is my in t- my input about that. I think that they are and they aren't, right? Because we're seeing a lot of people like myself who are trying to be self-starters of their own businesses and entrepreneurship, but then they're trying to be of the top tier of that, you know, to be like yeah. of a token status, like, well, I had so much agency, blah, blah. And it's not really that, like, we're still like, it's still pretty ugly behind the veil and the curtain in, in trying to be a um, sole proprietorship of sorts, but that's on my end, the business end, but yeah, it's heavy stuff. Yeah. I would have to agree that there is like, I would say I, I see more Filipinos open to therapy and doing healing work and like decolonizing and like adopting radical politics, but there are still other Filipinos who are very capitalistic and like, yeah, definitely are patriarchal and homophobic and stuff and like hella anti-black like I it's always gonna be there unfortunately but I'm I think 
what is great is that there are people who are um, like pushing back against that and mm-hmm. that there are more people pushing back than I would say like when we were kids even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that I was in, a because right now like my my whole like, I don't know, my community is very insular, right? It's like work. And I, I, I kind of miss being like around a lot more people <laughs> and, and they're different stages of life. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I do have friends who, who were more about the prestige and the money now, like taking a step back and being like, you know what, this isn't good for me. And this, like, Mm -hmm. for me makes me feel good because I felt like I was alone and being like, I can't take this anymore. I need to step back from this. So Uh I feel like my friends who are in the late 30 ranges Mm -hmm. (laughs) coming to like the the thought that like you know money isn't everything and like also like you know not not impressing your parents isn't everything too oh yeah um yeah yeah Yeah. wow (laughs) what an extension of the slogan um that leads us to the next question has anyone ever um called you a brujas sam yes but only in relation to my messy hair appearance <laughs> and that's, that's was usually like, it right yeah yeah like oh you look like a bruja go comb your hair like go tidy up so but I have been called a devil worshiper by my parents the music because of the music yeah. yes thank you it's because of the music so which is like I mean if you meet me it's like okay well I guess I was so terrible but but yeah but that's that's the only really way that I've ever been called a bruja and also a devil worshiper was hair or music. Okay. You're a badass. They like it tied to appearance. Yes. They do. Especially with everything that you've accomplished and done, right? And for everyone else in this um, talk, like, and for everything that we've done, like, it still comes down to basic income and looks. <laughs> Those are the two things. You know, maybe our parents aren't going to get it get that but at least we hey. we, got it. <laughs> we don't have to recreate it <laughs> oh gosh I think this is a good point I think we're gonna have to have you on again because mm-hmm. um and I, I want to save your marriage on the mountain <laughs> for another episode so yes. folks have to come back and listen yes, and also, also yes we want to have you on again yeah you're Aww. so much fun I love you Sam you guys are fun oh, but honestly yeah it, it should because there was a whole like family drama about deciding to get married on a mountain and I mm. am getting yes so it, it's a fun story too it's a lovely story and it's wonderful but oh it ties so well with this with this this podcast yes so we talk about I know that we talked about like um you know like relationships with um you know like with our partners mm-hmm. we also talk about like Filipino weddings yeah I think we got to listen I think all of us have white partners <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm hearing two, three episodes in here of Absolutely. great topics because Sam inspires us to do more. So thank yes. you, Sam. You're welcome. Oh, I guess we're in our recommendations, yes. right? Time to tell us what's good, Sam. Kick us off. Okay, so I have an almost two-year-old and my number one recommendation for movies is not Encanto. It's actually Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking yeah. it which is really nice because like 
my kid's half Asian and it's so nice for her to be able to see someone who is Chinese. I'm Filipino, but she's Asian. And this kid ends up getting red hair, like in the middle of the movie. And my, my partner is redheaded. <laughs> so I was like, oh, representation on all fronts, right? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I highly recommend Turning Red, um, especially if you're into boy bands, like, yes, it's such a good movie. Um, Jean, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched it. Again, oh, wait, because no you're your TV. Okay, yeah, I haven't um, watched it yet either just because I know it's going to hit deeper. <laughs> Maybe we can watch it together. Viewing party. Viewing party at my it's, house. It's real cute. It's real cute. Y'all, I'm not ready. Me neither. Like, I'm, I better have like a therapy session scheduled right around the corner from that. Yeah, I, probably. I digress. But okay, so uh, turning red and... Um, okay, uh, right now my favorite bakery is Sugar Bee's Bakery on Rainbow. They're not open every day, they're, and they're only open from like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the days they are open, but they've got bomb croissants, macarons, I think that's how you say it, I'm not sure. It's a French Macaron. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, and really wonderful birthday cakes, just because they do really good birthday cakes. And then my third recommendation... Um, Oh no, I'm blanking on the third recommendation. The third recommendation is, oh no. Oh yeah, overnight diapers for children. <laughs> I am into that. But I am full into like the toddler stage and like regular diapers don't, they don't handle the overnight stuff and you have to pay more and they give it to you in smaller boxes. But honestly, like doing overnight diapers has been a game changer in this house. So yeah, those are my three recommendations. Yeah, a real shout out to your uh, your washing machine <laughs> <laughs> for that. <laughs> Daniel? Um, okay, uh, the first, my first recommendation, it hasn't come out yet. I haven't read it yet, but I saw it when I was doing research. Um, there's going to be a graphic novel to be released in mid-April called Alternative Alamat. And it's by um, a Filipino author and a Filipino illustrator. And it's all about like, you know, like the mythologies and the monsters and all that stuff of like Filipino um, folklore. So I'm super excited to be getting that in the mail soon. Um, uh, my second one, um, kind of a problematic fave. Um, I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> um, I think I've just become like a senior citizen today. Um, but I love the Golden Girls. Um, other than, you know, like some of like the, some of the jokes are a little like, at, are set at the expense of like certain like marginalized communities. The way that um, the script is written, the way that like the um, actresses um, um, act, it's just so good it's just classic comedy um and I've been reading a book about the Golden Girls too so I'm kind of just like oop, okay um and then lastly uh y'all it's time to uh release the lotion it's no started. it's not time y'all should have always been lotioning oh, <laughs> um yeah so someone who doesn't put on a lot of lotion <laughs> it's me I'm the ashy one I, I looked at the temperature today and it was 91 and I was like, God bless. Are you freaking kidding me? 
Um, there is one lotion that I really like to use. Um, it's good for your body, for your face, for your hands, everything. Mm-hmm. It's called the Everyone Lotion. Um, we currently have um, the lavender scent right now, but when I first got hooked on Everyone Lotion, um, I got the unscented. And it's it it's not it moisturizes, but it's not oily, Ooh. which is super nice. Everyone lotion. Thank Dean. you. Um, my first shameless plug of recommendations is um, I'm going to have a Kickstarter campaign from May 1st to the 14th. What? Save your coins. Yes. Um, please save your coins um, and then also share them with the Patreon, but um, the Patreon to the show. But um, from May 1 through the 14th, I will be having a Kickstarter for Stretch Marks, which is a graphic novel I've been working on for five years. It's my unofficial dissertation to my life. Um, so please, please, please support me. I'll tell you when the link happens. Um, so thanks. Um, and then two, um, at the end of this month on April 30th is the Henderson Reads Festival on Water Street. It's for the youths um, from K through 12. They're trying to get more local authors to share their books. That's a me. Um, and then my favorite allergy um, homeopathic medicine on top of my Claritin is Las Vegas Natural Allergy Relief at Sprouts. It used to be 40 bucks at Whole Foods. Um, and now it's 20 bucks at Sprouts. It's still pretty hefty, but it's just 15 drops under your tongue and it teaches your body to be immune to the pollen. It's pretty cool. It really does work. So if you need it, buy it. It's probably why the shelf is always empty, but I'm sharing resources. I'm not a gatekeeper. Um, so <laughs> Nicole, what's your racks? Oh, Jane Munson, talking shit, but not talking shit. Um, so my first recommendation is um, this book called The Adventure Challenge, the couples edition. I got a targeted ad for it and I was like, mm, I don't really want to get this. And um, she's like, mm, yeah. Um, and it's a book that uh, it like gives you ideas for like date nights and stuff. Um, and it comes, uh, it's like really thick to like mm-hmm. cardstock. Um, but so it's very specific with like, uh, is it a date that needs to be like done outside or can you do it at home? And you could, you could search for those. And then, uh, you scratch them off like a lottery ticket. And then you find out what the date is, um, based on that. Cause we have a hard time thinking up date nights and so the first one we did was uh it was about like learning our love language gross love it um and it was and and so it's like creating a date based off of your love language and so uh I hope hope doesn't care but uh (laughs) I so I found out that my love language is words of affirmation and then Heather's is like quality time um, and so we made zines together, y'all. Love it. Gross. Can't wait to read them. Oh my gosh, I love it. And so there's also a spot for you to put like a little Instax photo. And so it's like a little like scrapbook of like date nights. It's, it's like the 90s, the best part yeah. of the 90s when people scrapbooked. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that in another episode <laughs> is like scrapbooking because that's a whole it is a uh, culture. Um, Did you do and it? then my second uh, 
a recommendation is if you know of any K through 12 aged uh, Las Vegans who are located on the east side starting Thursday the 21st, uh, Team Cozy will be at the Hollywood Recreational Center uh, conducting gene, um, gene, zine workshops as a part of Clark County's Parks and Recreations Empowerment Art Project. So special announcement. Oh, it Cozy sounds School. like my uh, my students are going to have to go there as a project. So it's part of their like after school program. Um, and basically, we're going to teach zines and whatever they produce from their zines can potentially go into an art installment mm-hmm. at the community center. Oh, yeah. So shout out to Gina for uh, getting us in. Cause, for him, real yeah, because Gina and I were our supporters. <laughs> we, our role was like, yeah, pound that. you can do this, buddy. Yeah. And we're in the passenger really, seat. Like, she really pulled through and got us a huge, like there's money involved and yeah, everything. It's so a grant. yeah, we got a grant and it's like something that we've done. That's going to be at this park forever. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes. So anyway. proud. So proud. Um, so closing out the show, let's say what we've learned from Sam today. Recap. Um, I want to spend more time with Sam because Sam's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, I saw on Instagram that your child is biting. <laughs> she, she is a fucking shark, y'all. Mm. She's baby shark. It's baby shark. It's baby shark in real life. She goes, arr, arr. Sorry. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I hope you get through it, Sam. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I heard it's developmentally appropriate. I just need to redirect so I actually have another video of her biting a, a stuffed puppy. <laughs> so yes, yeah, she's in the biting phase. R.I.P. Puppy. R.I.P. <laughs> um, um, I could go next. Uh, I learned from Sam that it is okay to not make your parents happy. Mm-hmm. Um because that is something that I still struggle with, especially in the same sex relationship. And you know what? Fuck you parents, but also I love you parents. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming from a place of love. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of historical context to your story, Sam, in terms of um, kids growing up in Long Beach, Filipino communities and presence. But I think what I learned most, 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 besides that Snorlax is the top Pokemon um, is that, is that there is some systemic stuff really going on in our culture in terms of wealth, prestige, income, um, and appearance. So I thank you for airing out that laundry today. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sam. And thank you for having me. Honestly, it's, I haven't had a way to talk about this since college right Mm -hmm. so like even like so this is just so nice to be here with you guys like talking about this having you guys help me put this into context like this is a badass group (laughs) (gasps) that's what we're here for (laughs) uh and this is where we sign off y'all this is daniel this is nicole and this is jean and this is sam 
and this is a Panay podcast to magically and legally disappoint your parents. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you so much! Oh, <laughs>